Hello and welcome to The Great Rift Hobby Episode 5. I'm David. I'm Jamie. Hello Jamie, how are you mate? I'm good mate, how are you? Yes, not bad, not bad. Snowless compared to you. Snowless in Brighton, we didn't get any. Well, I think you've been oh, yeah, snowed no, under. Yeah, it's good, there's quite a few a few inches. Oi, oi. Good to get the kids really sort of playing snow for the first time, but yeah. That's cute, man. Um, good, good weekend for hobbying, even though it didn't snow, like with lockdown on as well. I didn't leave the house and got an awful lot done, which is good timing for our hobby episode. Um, loads to talk about. So agenda-wise, Jamie and I are going to talk about what we've been up to because we've both been pretty busy with the hobby. I guess like a lot of people, Jamie, with lockdown number three, um, <laughs> it's kind of an excuse to get more stuff out of the way. So once we've done a bit of a chat about what we've been up to, I thought it'd be good to talk about preview stuff that came out on saturday because there's tons of stuff in there to chat about so without further ado i'm going to hand over to you what have you been doing jamie hobby wise oh uh, what have i been doing there's loads it feels like loads and i sort of look at it it's like oh it's not not that much but um i guess since or what was i doing just before christmas i was actually doing loads of non this is not very useful for the hobby for the podcast but non warhammer related figures i was doing loads of um the Hellboy board game figures. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that, nice. that was quite a good change of pace, like to do something different that was, wasn't was so dark. I think to interject, there is something interesting hobby related to what we do in that, that you mentioned that you can tell from the quality of plastic how good Games Workshop are at what they do. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's these ones were um, <clears throat> like PVC sort of plastic, so sort of, you get like you know like you get like some cheap plastic toys and not to say it was bad i mean the detail was there it was fine but cleaning them up was a fucking nightmare because it just didn't meaning like cleaning up models in in general is a is a bloody nightmare but these just just weren't easy to clean any mold lines off at all to the biscuit um, <laughs> yeah and then like, they're just you know like just stuff was it's just really bendy like it's not it's not very rigid mm-hmm. um, so yeah so that some stuff i had to like heat loads to try and get um to try and get straight and then even then they can you can still bend it around it's not not brilliant i mean as i said the details there i mean they're really good design for sure but yeah just plastic i think mean, i think it's as most people say that yeah, gw are probably like probably five maybe two or three years ahead of pretty much every other model making company in, in terms of design and, mm-hmm. and quality yeah i mean I I, you get what you pay for i guess cause, you know, yeah you know people costs. do yes they're making a fortune at the moment but you know games workshop is smashing it out of the park but you do get the feeling that, that that's for a reason obviously they'll have profit margins and things are expensive you know I look at a new space marine captain for like 18 quid or whatever it is seems really extortionate but People always go, oh, I remember back in the day where you could get Captain Tycho for three pound. It's like three pound in nineties money. So it's still yeah, about... no, yeah, you could probably you could buy a house for like <laughs> yeah. five pounds. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. And um and on top of that, it was all monoposed metal that, you know, was a nightmare to keep safe. I mean, you are paying for higher quality. Yes, it's marked up highly, it's an expensive hobby, but is it really an expensive hobby? You know, an army costs you three, four hundred pounds if you go all in on the big expensive stuff, plus the paints. But then you've got it. 
not like a motorbike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not thousands of pounds. It's it's expensive. It's not crazy. So I, you know, I I think that I, I agree. I think the quality is insane. It's better now than it's ever been. So that was a valid hobby point. <laughs> yeah, and as I say, it was nice to paint something. It was like hardly any metals on the model. Loads of like cloth, leather, that, those sort of things. There's something different to paint for sure. It was kind of lots of browns and beiges, not bright colours. Mm. So that was it was interesting to paint something different like that. And I, I love Hellboy, so painting painting those kind of models was pretty cool. So yeah, that was, no. that was, I do love Hellboy. And, and, yeah, it's, it's, and the so, game's great. Everyone, it, I think you know that the Kickstarter raised over a million pounds easy. So that's I think quite, pretty, quite a lot of our listeners probably do have heard of it or probably even bought it themselves. So that's awesome. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You can forgive the slight difference in quality of plastic if it's it's. I mean, I've seen the models and I've seen what you've painted. It looks amazing. I love some of the love Lovecraftian elements, like the sort of tentacles coming out of the the sewer tunnel type thing. Very, um, yeah, very sort of cosmic horror esque, which I think Hellboy does quite well anyway. So it's very cool. Yeah, and I used them a lot of, at least quite a bit of the contrast paints on those, just because I wanted to do it quickly, but they just sort of blend themselves to those slimy, fleshy mm-hmm. sort of things. Nice. So, yeah, what about the realm of 40k or Age of Sigma? What have you been up to? So on that, that aspect, I've basically just started another army because third lockdown, new year, why not? Yeah. New year, new me, new army. <laughs> but the thing is, it's new army, but it's still well within your wheelhouse of what you love. Yeah, like, so... mech suits. <laughs> yeah. Basically, so the ad mech is pretty much... There's a few things I still want to do, but it's pretty much everything I wanted to paint for them, yeah. unless they release something new, but... I mean, there's a few of those like servitor battle servitors that I haven't I haven't got. So I'd probably get some of those. But and then everything else is just a few more of this or a few more of that. It's nothing really new. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of yeah, mech's still there, but it's, it's on the back burner. And then the Grey Knights again, pretty much I've got. Well, I just bought an airbrush as well, so that's that's sort of hobby related. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Um, so that was really to paint the Storm Raven for the grey knights mm-hmm. just because that's big <laughs> it's very big it's a huge model i forgot how big a model that really is actually i was comparing it to like a knight it's a big chunky like bit of plastic with some and do you, do you know what else i always forget about it is it was um I, I can't remember who it was it was one of the designers are from games workshop the 40k and um age of sigmar uh podcast yeah, on youtube podcast. wade was interviewing i can't remember his name it might have been tom from the design team and he said that talk about design principles and design language of different races and you know that's the big challenge for any designer is you have a tank tanks exist but what is a tank to a space marine what is a tank to the guard what is a tank to elder you know they that's just the name you kind of get what it does but their design language is so different and to your point on the storm raven um he i'm pretty sure it was tom but i might be wrong saying that essentially all Space Marine vehicles, from Grey Knights to normal Space Marines, uh, the design philosophy is a fist. It's just a fist. Like, imagine a punching machine. That's its job. <laughs> and it makes you look at the Storm Raven in a totally new light, because it's very boxy and heavy, but then that's what it's supposed to represent. 
it's meant to just be this big fat chunk of metal that just smashes through everything. And it made me really appreciate it. To go, oh, actually, yeah, they, I, they don't I, look I, dumb. They look amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like. I don't mind. Actually, I quite like some of the the airplane models. To your point, is that they're like they're a little bit squat. I get you that they're not so like maybe traditional airplanes are like elongated for aerodynamics. It I wouldn't guess look right on a space marine. It wouldn't look right on a space. Yeah, marine, get it? around it because we can hover. We can. We've got you know force fields, etc. But oh, yeah, I think it's a cool model. Yeah, but I just forgot how like it's a big model. Like, yeah. like it's, it's um even compared to like the tanks, it's like way bigger than a tank. Yeah, yeah um, it's big. That's why I had to get an airbrush because it's just it's too big to really because especially the grey knights, it's not it's not like just silver spray. It's um they use the, the grey knight steel, so it's like a blue steel. Mm-hmm. Blue steel. Yeah. End of the mm-hmm. end of puns. But um, <laughs> so it's not just like spray it with lead belt and go for that. It's um. Especially with the rest of the army, it's like they have a grey night steel paint, so it's kind of like okay, it needs it needs to do that. So I can't really paint that on by brush because it's just it's just too many big flat surfaces. So it's like okay, fuck it, maybe this is it's not too hard to do an airbrush. There might be a way to learn learn how to use an airbrush and something like that. How did you have? You, I'm assuming you had to brush it all on for your dreadnought. The dreadnought, yeah, the dreadnought. Uh, dreadnought is, um, and dreadnought, you got two, haven't you? you got oh yeah, yeah. So the dread, okay, the dreadnought. Is is quite a big model, but the actual pan, the silver panels are not that big. Like mm-hmm. the, so it wasn't too bad. And and the dreadnought is actually really small. <laughs> like it's not. I think you're probably you're thinking like your primaris dreadnought, where it's a big chunk of a model. Mm. <laughs> I've got that stupid like um, old. It's even smaller than like a venerable dreadnought. There's, there's old old grey knight um, like dreadnought. Proto, yeah. It's like, it's like original forge world, isn't it? Like back in the day. Yeah, I think yeah. if you put it next to a Primaris Marine, it would own like just be over a Primaris Marine in height. Yeah, that's mad. So, um, so I don't think a, I don't think we've actually dabbled in what your new army is. I don't think you've actually said it out loud yet. Oh no! So, so after those, I got bits and pieces sorted in and admin, but the new army is Tau because I like robots. <laughs> Who doesn't like robots? <laughs> like, and they're different. There's you know. Especially in our group, I don't think many people actually play any any Xenos races. No, I mean, I, I used to collect Tau. I could, funny enough, um, I, you know, we've had Joe on the channel before, Beard, from Tabletop Tactics, but I was I was on their channel right in the early days and I played a game with Tau and got absolutely tabled by Joe. Um, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I took what I thought was a decent army, then you forget that they're another level. You know, they're they're a level of they go to tournaments and they kick your ass. And I mean, I had a great day, and they're they're so much fun to hang out with. So it was really great. But um, the Tau Army didn't last long after that. Not not because of that. <laughs> I didn't look at it and just go in the bin. It was more just um, the Tau didn't suit my playstyle at the time. I mean, this was seventh edition, very static at the time. That's just not my jam. I like to move around and take objectives, and you do that with Tau, and you just die because they're really weak. <laughs> Yeah, no. I think, I think um, they 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 lend themselves to your style painting wise as well. I think you'll do a really good job with them. Yeah. So, I yeah. We'll see how we go. I've painted like looking at. I painted four fire warriors so far. So, and I was like, I'm in an hour about the paint scheme. So they've gone. It's kind of like they kind of a bit like like at the minute the troops look a bit like Hadians. It's a very dark olive olivey green. So it's actually I think I took a photo on the group, but it's on the group chat. But I don't think it shows the green very well i think I, I, it caught on the flash it's a bit too bright they're actually very 
like drab khaki and like olive green. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they look um, amazing. They Cadian's the white. Word. Yeah, yeah. What was the spot color you used? Oh, I used them like a like a was it Sotec green? Nice. Yeah, it contrasts really well. Yeah, so I was looking at the background and Tau. I think one of the interesting about Tau is that their armor color is not necessarily to do with the sept they are. It's the markings yeah. are, the, are what sept they are because yeah. they're one of the few races or one of the few armies in 40k that use camouflage. Yeah, like they actually think about it. Whereas like no space marines like, oh fuck off, who cares? I'm big and yellow, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah. Whereas Tau are like, I can't punch you in the face because I can, you know, I like can't even scratch your armor so i'm gonna to have to like try and hide from you at some point yeah yeah totally that, that's definitely the most appealing thing because i did mine like snowy urban um so they had white panels with black cloth and it did work because i did gray bases with with snow effects um i loved that it. it did look cool like it does work um and i used the towel ochre the color as their spot color so kind of like a really reversed version of most armies which is used a bright color it was actually the muted color was the one that was, yeah. was the yeah it is what it is isn't it it worked yeah same cool, similar theme and I, so i was kind of just going for like a military a sort of more of a military based i mean compared to like yeah. you know like Admic and the gray knights which are very bright shiny red yeah so sci-fi fantasy whereas yours is a bit more sci-fi military i guess with the towel yeah so it'd be interesting to see how that goes onto the bigger stuff I'm interested to see all other races within the Tau. Have you thought about Crute or Vespid, you know, the Flyers, stuff like that, or are you going to stick more to just the um, uh, standards? I'll get through. I think i got a feeling on the new Tau stuff, if they do do new Tau stuff, it would be more related to Crute stuff because everyone goes, oh, we love Crute. Why have they done not more, done more Crute? So I reckon there will be more of that stuff. Vespid, it's a very, they're cool, very old model. And they're shit, so yeah, <laughs> probably not the Vespids, but um, Crute definitely. I think they're, they're pretty cool. I know they did like that sniper one in the Blackstone Fortress, didn't they? So, that one. yeah, I always wonder if those are sort of like sneak peeks into out- upcoming ranges, or, exactly. or or if they're actually just done to uh feed the hunger of people that want new stuff, but it's on the fringe and they don't want to do a whole army of them. Do you know what I mean? Is it that's mm-hmm. all you're going to get for the next 10 years? <laughs> or, yeah, maybe. Or is it actually put out a load of stuff and see what people shout about loads and then use that as a launch pad forward? I don't know. I'm sure they've got a more robust um, uh, what's the word, marketing strategy than just put stuff in a box game and see what does well. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree, I think. So maybe Korean stuff, but um, I pretty much will be a suit army because I'm not a huge... There might be some of those, like, what they call piranhas. There's that little two-man. Yeah, I had one of those. I like those. Yeah, they're cool. But I probably won't do, like, so many of the tanks. I'm not too bothered by, like, FYE tanks. you got to have the um, one the railgun on it, just because it looks so sick. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking it's massive. <laughs> but um, it'd probably mostly be, like, suits, as I say. And I, I, I just see someone on Siege. He did, like, the eight commanders, so the Farsight and his yes. eight. Cool. So that would be like a separate side project but to actually model the different commanders i think one of them's a riptide so that's you know quite a, quite a big investment as a mm-hmm. commander but like the, the different commanders and try and model them of what what the weapons they've got and just paint, paint those as red 
as a Firesight sort of separate bit. Have you watched the 40k Voxcast all about Tao? Where they talk about each one of those. I think it's Ches Goodwin. I think. It, oh, it's Phil Kelly, isn't it? Phil Kelly, that's it. Yeah, talking yeah, about them. And, it is. Yeah, and how one of them just has flamers and one is actually more of a cyborg like AI than he is an actual person. Like he uses this. Yeah, like when he's about to die, he changes his conscious from to a different suit yeah. and stuff. It's pretty cool. Like that's pretty rad. Yeah. So that's I've got that actually my secret Warhammer forty K Ho Ho Hobby Secret Santa. He got me some Tau stuff and he also got me that far he got me that far sight uh Crisis of Faith book. Nice. So sort of, yeah. I'm just going through that and it's quite <laughs> Tau Tau kind of hilarious as a race in general just because the How have they survived? <laughs> how they like the rapid expansion and then they just read about how they meet everyone for the first time like they meet chaos for the first time like what the hell and like when they get killed and you know chaos disappear into the into the warp they're like he top fast like can't get his head around it he's like they must have like emergency uh emergency homing beacons so when they're about to die they disappear back to the world it's like nah they're just you know chaos you need to sort of yeah they, they have no concept of the warp do they no, they don't have warp travel, so there's a bit where they find the warp engine from an imperial blown up imperial ship, and they're like, it's kind of like a bit like the X Files. They've got like, it's kind of like a flip reverse of the X Files. So you've got aliens examining human stuff in like a sterile laboratory with like masks on and things. There's quite a few. They're, they're kind of cool for that aspect. I feel. Imagine being a race in the universe of 40k and having no concept of the warp or chaos i mean i know humans don't on a grand level although they do have a bit of more of an understanding with the great rift opening but the naivety of the tower race is almost it's curse do you know what i mean it's not quite a blessing at the moment it's everything's falling apart around them they're just like duh, 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 duh. <laughs> we just beat the imperium it's like you didn't beat the imperium they had to turn around <laughs> and everything is like they're not like the most physically strong like race they're just super intelligent and make big suits but everything out there is huge, bulky, wants to rip your face off. So they tell you, like, oh, crap, this is kind of like, we just want to shoot stuff from really far away. Why are you, like, coming at me with, like, huge axes? Yeah, imagine seeing, like, a horde of corn demons for the first time as a member of the Tower race. Where you've got this, like, hypertech, and then there's just these massive red skinny demons with huge swords. <laughs> like, they yeah. must have just gone, oh, we can do this, no problem. And then wonder why all their shots are just passing through them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. So I kind of got, like most of them, so that's, that's the army. I bought a load of stuff off our friend Gav, which he basically has two starter boxes. So I've got like six crisis suits. And then people like, who are into like rules will say crisis suits are not great, but they're, they're the definitive looking towel. Oh models. yeah, they're my favourite part of as well. Um, I've definitely cool. got one like ready for like a superhero landing pose because they're so poseable. Like the town, actually, it's really that's one good thing about towers. They're really like the suits are really poseable. So I've got one for like a superhero landing pose, which would be cool. Nice, that would look rad. Yeah, looking forward to seeing it, man. I know you've only really started dabbling into it, but it's, I can see it coming together. Definitely. Yeah, and I organised all my new basing materials. I got loads of like woody, foresty vegetation stuff. So. That's yeah, we, we talked about it before, haven't we, on here, <clears throat> that you sort of take the basing as seriously as you do the model, and I think that's something I've taken taken on board with projects I'll talk about in a bit, but 
especially on yours if you they're, they're they're almost half of the thing i enjoy looking at <laughs> you know yeah i do i do have it also it's a great way of hiding stuff if you're not very good at something yeah i just make a really good base and no one really gets, no one <laughs> yeah. yeah cool cool i think that's yeah pretty much so i just got 10 firewires, I've got a couple, loads of drones, shit loads of drones. I've got, I, don't, I don't have the Tau Codex because there's going to be a new codex. So it's kind of, I've read a bit online, so there's no point. So I'm just like, just painting stuff I know will be useful, but I don't really have. Um, I haven't like bought Riptide, I haven't, I've got a broadside and I've got stealth suits because stealth suits are pretty cool. I, do like, I love actual, those stealth suits. I do love those stealth suits. Yeah, they're cool. Probably have an actual camo pattern on those just because. That would be cool, but yeah. yeah no, nice. What about you, Dave? What about me? Um, I've had a really busy year, actually. As, as we've talked about before, I started my own Primaris chapter, The Sons of Dawn, which is actually a name that already exists. It happens all the time. There's always multiple chapters, and I wanted there to be... I, I wanted a really def- obvious name, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm, a little yeah. bit, I'm a little bit anti-people making successor chapters really obscure so that they can utilize the rules i know that sounds really snobby it sounds really snobby and you can do whatever you want with a hobby i'm not saying don't do that but for me i just can't bring myself to do that i have to have an identity and i have to feel like i know the 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 language and the the history of of what i'm doing before i start doing it and making an army that's purely for game ability just sucks the life of the hobby out of me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, each their own I'm never saying don't do that but so yeah Sons of Dawn I, I really like the name um, they're a crusader chapter um, they do have a home world but they don't really do much there if that makes sense I wanted them to kind of feel a little bit Black Templary in the way that they're constantly out they don't really spend much time at home they go away they are kind of like Knights of the Realm kind of thing you know chasing distress beacons and I wanted to feel positive as a chapter because it's a grim, dark world. I love the idea of actually a, a marine army that is all about protecting humanity and putting humanity first. Like, what can we do to help this colony or this civilization or this planet or whatever it might be? So that's kind of like the vibe and the feeling. It's very po- polished good guys. And I know that sounds really weird, but I've done my fair share of evil and bad guys in the game. And I wanted to do something really, really nice if that makes any sense at all um but anyway so i just smashed out a ton of that this year and i finished it off a couple of weeks ago uh two weeks ago i I haven't done the points yet but basically it's like two of the starter sets um dreadnought tank honestly the, the indomitus box um the imperial fist box the dark imperium box done all of that since march last year so 10 months i think it is yeah it's been pretty full on <laughs> i definitely got to the point where i was just like going a bit colorblind with it but it's really good to get it done i basically don't want to touch space marines again for a little while <laughs> i think you might have put a picture of it on the channel on the Instagram yeah, channel. yeah it's a huge old army but i'm thinking about writing it up by like doing a little index of starties thing you know what they do in the white dwarf magazine yeah, yeah, have you seen that. those like i I think I could do one quite quickly, um, just sort of talk about the background, like crusading chapter. And I like the idea of them being a crusading chapter that refills its ranks on the road. Kind of like a, you know, knights would get their own like little retinue that follow them around and they sort of do the sword on the shoulders kind of thing, like you're now a knight. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea of them being 
not that bothered about where they get the recruits from. It's more about are they the right type of people? So they're not necessarily going to look for the most horrifically challenged planets to take people from, but actually just, hey, we've saved your planet. Does anyone want to try joining our ranks? See if you're good enough? I love that idea. I think that's quite cool. Um, so yeah, quite a big chapter in my head. Like I, I, They're probably not codex size. They probably are a little bit bigger than they should be, just like the Black Templars do. Black Templars are yeah. meant to be like 6,000 Marines strong, which is quite illegal. Um, so yeah, those, that, that's, that's been a big project of the last year, really. Um, but it's nice to put it to bed. I know that sounds awful, but it's nice to change it up a bit. So I've actually come back round to another project, which is now right at the forefront of my thoughts, and I'm staring at a lot of it right now. Um, I'm not repainting. I'm adding to my Death Guard army in terms of painting. So for backstory, I did it as a challenge about two years ago to paint an army in a month. So I did it really quick. <laughs> it was lots of spray paint. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was pretty yeah, quick, Yeah, yeah. I did a 2000. This is 8th edition. I did a 2000-point Death Guard army using all the stuff out of Dark Imperium plus a couple of extras like Typhus and some Dreadnoughts, or sorry, Hellbrutes, and a couple more of the bloat drones, the flying bloat drones. So it's not a very diverse force. It's actually just lots of boots on the ground. Um, and I painted it, and I used them twice, and both games were dreadful. They were horrible to play with, because in a everyone knows in 8th edition they really struggled to, to compete. Um, one game I won with one model on the board purely because no sorry two models one model from each squad was alive on the objectives and our friend dan forgot that it was a it was, there was three objectives on the board i had a model on each so i won it was really stupid i you know i had not i didn't kill anything of his he just absolutely wasted me from a distance anyway long story short got bored of using them because they were just terrible to play with um and then obviously the 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 build-up of the death guard codex coming out and i thought they're not bad. I don't want to use them because they're not painted brilliantly. Um, so I've just been spending a lot of my time giving new highlights, rebase the entire army, uh, when they look much, much better now, in my opinion. The bases pop a little bit more. The highlights have really helped. So the reason I'm highlighting is I didn't highlight them before. What I did is I did spray paints, like um, Army Painter, Skeleton Horde, I think it's called. Uh, and then just a coat of green on the shoulders and then all the metal and then all of the tentacles in pink. And then a wash of... Um, what's the AK grime, you know, that, and then yeah. pulling that off. And it it does look great. It's like a really cheap and quick way to make an army look good. But it was just a little bit flat. So these highlights, I'll get some pictures on the Instagram tomorrow or whenever the episode goes out. They're just popping a bit more. They look a little bit more alive for, for Death Guard, that is. Um, and just generally just a little bit more interesting. Good timing because the codex is due through my letterbox tomorrow hoping to wrap that up sort of in the next four to six weeks i've got a couple more new units over christmas got myself some uh death shroud who by looking at watching some games of them being used they absolutely shred they're really really powerful yeah. um i've got two new squads of plague marines i'm still going for boots on the ground i love the idea of death guard having hordes of dudes across the board like overwhelming numbers of bolt guns essentially um because in my head that's how they are they're trench warfare right they just sort of trudge get shot at and just keep going yeah so i got the hero set which came out a couple of months ago which is just the eight better i think it was seven actually um you know the, the ones that just come with a head swap they did they've done it for ultramarines and blood angels oh, yeah. 
So I've got that squad. Uh, my brother kindly got me another squad for Christmas. So still going to be a very footstogger heavy army. Um, plus my converted demon prince, which I made just before Christmas. Um, oh, yeah, he was rad. Yeah, pretty, that's pretty good work on that one. Really I'm cool. really proud of it. And it's the only thing I've ever put out on a Facebook, uh, official Games Workshop Facebook page. As in, they, they were like, what have you been working on this week? And I'd literally just finished building it. Um, and I put a picture of it in the comments. I never normally do that. I, I normally just sort of like things or whatever. Uh, dropped it in and they immediately responded like, wow, this is amazing. And um, it got tons and tons of action. Like loads of people were like, that's awesome. I'm going to steal that. And that's a really nice hobby moment when people want to hijack yeah, what you've done. It feels really good. If you've got a picture of it, Jay, feel free to stick it on when the episode goes up because I'll inevitably forget. Um let people see um, it. Yeah, I'll search the group chat. Yeah, yeah but basically, to, for, for any listeners, I made it using the... Um, oh, you got the Lord of Contagion in the Dark Imperium box. So he was the Lord in Cataphracti armor with uh, an axe. And I basically just took the axe off, took the head off, uh, took away the big thing on his head, took away his main head, um, and then used some extra bits I had knocking around, plus one of the spare bear heads from the Heroes set. All, all of the bear heads in that are really characterful obviously because they're meant to be characters um, and I've just given him lightning claws to look like malefic talons and he's kind of walking up that staircase base you can get from Games Workshop so it's given him height and I've given him wings from a um, one of the Warhammer f demon flies so it's quite the right scale, looks good um, but because he's on that staircase he's really big and I actually bolt his body out with green stuff so, it, you know, talking to people like our friend James, who reads just as much as we do, DM printers come in all shapes and sizes. It's just the ones they've made models for <laughs> tend to be like 15 foot tall. But they can still be 10 foot tall. It just depends on how far along they are in their demonhood. You think about the demon prince in the Night Lords trilogy. What's his name? The Exalted. Yeah. He wasn't massive. Like, he was still hanging out in the throne room, sitting at his chair. Terminator size, still. Yeah, so like, they come in all sorts of shapes and sizes, but make, to make him more obvious and a bit more fair in games terms, you know, so that I'm not going, he's a demon prince and hiding him behind a unit of Terminators. <laughs> I've elevated him so he can't be seen at the sort of generic height of a normal demon prince. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's, that, that's it really. All Death Guard will go. And I was <laughs> saying to you and some of the boys in the chat, I feel almost bad that I'm finishing them up in time for the Codex, because... They are powerful in the game, man. Yeah, they're really, really good now. I know, I know it's new, new Codex syndrome. But even seeing, I've seen two battle reports of them fighting Blood Angels, which are only a month old, and decking them, absolutely laying waste to them completely. I think uh, it's going to take a while for people to come up with answers to beating Death Guard. Um, so I'm going to be that guy for a while. I never, I've never had the good army, like the sort of top tier one before. I'm normally it's all right because it will be on the 10th edition by the time we get a lockdown, Dave. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'll go back to what I've always had, which is a sort of middling lower tier army that gets stomped all over regularly. So, yeah, I, I, I'm really chuffed. I've got loads of me painting with Death Guard, um, and it is very exciting to have just finished an army and not actually be that far off of finishing another one. Um, so, I'm hoping when summer and we're allowed out again, I'll have two armies that I can play with and actually get some decent games in this year, which would be awesome. So yeah, that's my hobby. That is all my hobby. So we said at the beginning we were going to spend a little bit of time talking about the Warhammer preview from this weekend. 
kindly put it on the website for us so we can kind of walk through that jay and just sort of give our own opinions on things yeah, yeah. yeah. so we'll start with 40k i think this might be a little bit closer to your heart than mine i'm not the biggest fan of them in general just law wise i think they're assholes but the sisters of battle have got a new release and i've got to be fair it does look pretty rad the, pa the paragon war suit um which looks absolutely berserk <laughs> yeah so I, I just like anything inquisition-y i like i just like that aspect of 40k that's just that's just um even that they are assholes that's kind of the aspect i kind of like i kind of like the bad good guys good bad guys that sort of no one's a good guy really no and and that english is definitely not <laughs> definitely not but i kind of yeah i kind of uh yeah into that sort of flavor of the 40k and, and this new model is also hits another one of my love points is like war suits i, I don't know what i love a war suit. i love the gray knight i kind of that's why the reason i clicked the gray knights it was literally just because i wanted to like buy a dread knight i'm gonna get in a second dread knight and even though they're not very good in the game i just kind of love the baby carrier man in like a walking suit it does like a baby carrier doesn't it <laughs> yeah it does and i'm happy with that because it's kind of like you know you move the legs you can see move the legs move the arms it follows his legs on and, and the gray knights kind of get away with it because you just say well he's got kinetic force all over him because he's a fucking psycho this and i also like this one because it is more armored because it is just a human being in a suit um but they're cool. It's kind of cool. It's kind of got like an elderly, more slender. It's definitely like slender looking compared to a Dread I'd say it's more feminine for sure. Yeah, like the legs are not like the Dread Knight's chunk, like big and chunky mechanical like legs, but it's like enclosed, so you can't really see much of like mechanical aspect. They've sort of done like body armor that around it that's mm -hmm. a bit more curved and a bit more, yeah, as you say, feminine. It looks like it can run really fast. Yeah, I mean, the one aspect is that her legs are enclosed, so she cannot bend her knees at all. Yeah, I, I did see someone in the comments on Twitch when we were watching this say, like, do, do, does she break her feet whenever she bends the robot's knees? Because it looks like they should end about there. Yeah. <laughs> like she goes can, to take her first it, step and just cool. screams. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way that the legs move somewhere somehow yeah. by her not moving her own legs but yeah anyway it, it's a cool looking thing and i'm um there's one i think they previewed that has she's wearing the helmet and she has like a mace mm. and that looks pretty fucking rad i quite like, like how she has a pistol holster on the one i'm looking at on her like for herself because she's still oh, her yeah, hands yeah. still move so it looks like she could still pop one off just drop down yeah just like drop off the um the pop, pop. controller the Wii controller that she's got yeah. and grab a pistol. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. I, I, I am actually a fan of this. I think um, I, 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 I am only pulling your leg on not liking sisters. I think the range is stunning. It's some beautiful work, especially after you know. Don't think they really got anything since the late '90s. So pretty great to see so much being put into them. But it's just from a law perspective. <laughs> They've um, if you've listened yeah. to Dark Imperium two, they are a bunch of bastards. Um, and make a lot of terrible decisions based on faith and faith alone. Whatever, it's the 41st millennium. They're supposed to be sort of backstabbing and stupid. That's, everyone's stupid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, I am a big fan. Uh, the sword is awesome as well. I like a good sword on a robot. Um, there's a, yeah, it's just it's cool. 
there was a comment on Twitch which I thought was absolutely hilarious, and it was someone saying, um, "I really like it, but it does look like she'd be shouting, my face is my shield, because <laughs> 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 she's just got a bare head.' <laughs> my, face, yeah. my face is my shield. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like the Grey Knights get away with it because you're saying it's it's a psycho it's a psycho space marine, right? So he's got like his own, and they've got like an invan save. They have like a tilt shield, like a like a knight. Like they've got like a um, kinetic force field around them, so they can take off their helmet. These don't. So <laughs> you're kind of like, it's probably not the wisest of choices. But if anything, <laughs> you can say that for anything. Like, you would you shoot something in the head, it's probably going to die. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would probably model them with the helmets on because with the helmets look cooler, for sure. Like yeah. the white visored helmets ones that they yeah, have. Yeah, I'd agree. I think I'd prefer it with the helmet. I'm actually looking at the video still now. I might prefer it with a helmet. Just looks a little bit more armoured, and I know it's a really obvious thing to say, but it does look a bit better. I quite like it with a missile rack as well, instead of the what I'm assuming are combi bolters. Yeah, so yeah, I reckon those bolters. That was she got yeah. bolters, melter, and a. And the missile. Yeah, looks cool. I like the, I like the mace. The mace is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Bludgeoning people to death with a giant robot suit is pretty. But pretty I like good. the idea of the sword as well because I can imagine it being quite elegant, like where a dreadnought or a Grey Knight thing is quite clunky and, and the momentum of it is what kills. I can imagine this almost being like ballet, you know, like sweeping the sword around and be quite cool. Um, cool. So, um, moving on. It's ace. It's ace. Yeah, yeah. Um, kill Team. So, not that fussed by Kill Team personally, but as a Marine fan, I am interested in the Heavy Intercessors. Um They've they've been in the codex. Um, we've seen previews of them before, but it's nice to see that they're actually coming out now. Um, interesting that they're still. So they're the ones with like. Remind me, I'm not. You're not the, the biggest of marine fans, are you? So, heavy intercessors are a new troop choice in gravis armor. So gravis armor is the sort of heavier, heavy duty armor. So it's, oh, they've got um, like the big boots. Yeah. Stuff. So do you know the aggressor models? They have like the. Yeah, Stormbolt yeah. gauntlets or the Flamer gauntlets. Um, it's that armor. It's the same as the Eradicators that have the multi-melter or the melter gun um, that are dirt cheese. Um, these are just troops in heavy armor, so they're much harder to kill. They've got more wounds. But they've got heavy bolt rifles as well, and they come in three different versions, a sort of rapid-fire version, a single-shot heavy version, or sort of medium-range version. All just that little bit better than the normal one. You pay a points premium for them in game, but people really want them. They've wanted them for a while because they just add another way of doing troops that isn't wasn't just bog standard intercessors for so long. Um, and like me, I'm just collecting a Primaris army. I'm not doing anything um, first firstborn for this army, so it gives me more options, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, they're basically like your smaller but heavier squad. What I love is these guys can take heavy bolters. Well, one guy can take heavy bolter. So it's starting to feel like tactical squads of old, where you have a slightly heavier weapon in there, like you used to be able to. Mm. Whereas Primaris don't do that. Primaris, everyone just has one gun, which is still cool, but it's nice to have a bit of variety. Okay, I didn't know that. So I'm used to, like, yeah, having that option of one gun. Like, Adam, I can have two, yeah. can have a plasma rifle and... Cool, they look it? cool. Uh, I like them. I like the look. I'd probably just take these. I, I think they actually look way better than the normal, the normal standard troop. 
kind of not that fussed about the normal standard Primaris tree. I think these are better. I'd probably just take these. Yeah, I like them. I like that the captain as well looks pretty cool. He's also in heavy Gravis armor, which is awesome. All in all, I think that's a nice set. It feels a bit of a shame that they're bringing them out for the first time in a boxed game because it just feels like a bit of a... I get what they do it, and they've obviously worked out marketing-wise it's the right thing to do. But I just wonder how many people are buying that, and then all of that Necron scenery is just going to stay in a box forever <laughs> and never be touched. It just looks like a waste of plastic. But maybe I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. No, no. You mean I did? I did not, the Necron model's cool as well. Yeah, I mean I did it with the Necron uh, with the Horus Heresy stuff. Yeah, I, I bought the that the Battle of Kalth. All of the card stuff in that, like the actual board game just stayed in the box and i've never taken it out since uh but the game designers get so like that, that, that battle the, the calf one and they did them the prospero one didn't they yeah. i bet they get so pissed off because i never see anyone play those games and like they just want to buy them for the models but apparently they're meant to be good games like as a, as a board as like a single board game they're meant to be quite good but no, one ever them. no, I don't know anyone that's played them. It's just a cheap way of getting loads of plastic models. So it feels like a bit of a shame to release them in that set because are people going to play it? I don't know. But then maybe they've done their research and people will. The flayed ones look cool. I like the, fl- them. the flayed ones look really cool. I've always had a soft spot for flayed ones as well. Yeah. Like they're just creepy. Loads of people, the first, you know, people are always going to moan, aren't they? The first thing you could see on Facebook when they announced the set coming out was just bundles and bundles of people saying, Oh, but flayed ones are only like 110 points for five. That that tactical that that heavy intercessor squad's like 200. The, the space marines are always going to win. It's like in that board game, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've made a rule mechanic which will just make that irrelevant anyway. Um, it's not just a straight pitch battle. It's going to be its own board game with its own rules. And I imagine the necrons can come back continuously and. Yeah. I think that big Necron dude looks pretty powerful somehow. So yeah, he's got a big orb in his staff, and and on his hands. I like the little cubey things on his head. He, they're very creepy. Yeah. So yeah, all in all, pretty decent set. I probably won't buy it because I've got some Necrons from Indomitus, but I'm only going to paint what I have for the foreseeable. Um, so I don't want to add to it for now, and I'm not bothered about the Space Marine Captain. I would like some heavy intercessors. And apparently everything in this is the actual sets. They're not a clip together. So, that you know, you can build them however you want, like a normal set, which is good. Um, but I'll probably just wait for the intercessors to come out because I imagine this set is going to be 80 quid maybe, 70 quid roughly, maybe 60. I would have thought it was cheaper just because there's not that much stuff in it. But well, yeah. I'd say... It's going to be at least 60, because I reckon... Yeah, I would say 60. At least 60, because that Incessor squad will be nearly 30 on its own. Add a captain, it's probably another 15 to 20. True, true. And then you've still got the Necron stuff and the scenery and all the other bits. So, yeah, 50, 60 quid. I'd rather just spend 25, 28, whatever it is, on the Incessor squad. But although saying that, I don't want to really paint any more Space Marines for the foreseeable. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It was Titanicus. Neither of us played this, but I really did enjoy seeing it. Um, this rather I really want to play. I really love I, I think it looks cool I've watched some games it looks cool I think just, the problem is I think you need to like invest in like a, or know someone who's got like a board set up yeah. so I think like having the right scaled scenery and shit really would add to it really adds to it's game. quite an investment isn't it I think as a game you've got to go all in um, and someone else has got to go all in 
Um, yeah, it looks fucking. But it looks fucking amazing, and it's a it's a goddamn Warmaster Titan, which is just <laughs> oof, those guns look insane. They look like they just level an entire city on their own. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's some rule. I just, in my mind, I just got like you know plasma rule, roll a one, blow up, like just this thing like blowing both well, arms. I've I've, um, I've listened to Wade and the team talk about how you play it, and I mean I don't have all the like, all of the knowledge in my head, but it sounds it's kind of like you play the game on the table, but you're also playing on a crib sheet in front of you of your yeah, titans and. You have to like use tokens in the right way to power up your generator and power up your weapons. And some weapons you have to fire, knowing where the enemy's going to be. So like you've got to time it. Uh, and it, it sounds like you're always playing like four or five steps or turns ahead of what's actually happening. And I do quite like that. But I I'm, I think you're quite similar. I'm quite honest with my time. I know that if I've got two 40k armies I want to play loads of games with already this year, that's all my hobby time. I'm not going to do any more hobby time than that. <laughs> it's why I've stepped away from games like um, uh, Underworlds, you know. Um, a few of the boys in the group love playing that, and it's cool. I, I do I do enjoy it, but that's a hobby game night that I could be playing with an army I've painted and want to use loads. Do you know what I mean? I know it sounds silly. Getting into another hobby is like, it's actually just going to take away from the stuff I've already got. So I might have to just wait. But then there's also this little bit of me is like, just buy a Titan. Just buy and paint a Titan. It's a Titan. Yeah, there was part of me I just wanted to buy that Warlord Titan. I think it's like 60, uh, 50 quid. I, I, I personally just really want a Warhound. I, I've always loved Yeah, the Warhound. Yeah, cool. Do love a Warhound. Yeah, so... Umming and ahhing, I doubt I'll ever get round to it. It's one of those things that I'll probably regret when I'm older and go, damn it, I wish I bought a Titan. But um, it's just hobby time, isn't it? There's only so many hours in the day. Um, and just a note, I did note this before, the book that's in the on the website page, uh, the Titanicus Horus Heresy book, and it says Loyalist Legios. When I first saw that, I thought it said Egos. So I said loyalist egos. What's an ego? <laughs> so moving on from egg jokes, uh, Age of Sigmar. So Lumineth had some new stuff. That massive, like, ridiculous bowman thing. Lord of the Seventh Wind looked pretty rad. Um, I'm definitely trying to gear back up into Age of Sigmar this year. You've not particularly dabbled, have you? Yeah, I've uh, only done Underworlds. I mean... This luminous stuff, luminous stuff is not my, like, not my piece of cake or whatever you want to say. It, it, I, it's a cool model, but I have like no interest in that in, in, in that group of whatever it is. I just don't really like elves that much. To be honest, I don't know why. I just, I'm just not a big like elf eleganty thing. You're a dwarf fan. man. You're a dwarf man. You're a hairy dwarf man. <laughs> I'm a dwarf man. I love, I love a beard. Yeah. Uh, but some of the other stuff in them, um, like this. We'll catch on with the vampire stuff, yeah. I'm all over that. Yeah, I'm going to be buying all of that. Um, so <laughs> moving past, so sorry for all you elf fans, but we're not going to linger. Um, it looks cool. I think it will be seen in a lot of painted competitions because it is quite a dynamic piece. It could be yeah, painted yeah. beautifully. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I do quite like the Daughters of Cain spells. I love the snake in the middle. It just looks yeah, gnarly as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so rad. It just looks like a tattoo I want, you know what I mean? Like I want I want yeah. that I want that snake with a knife through the middle of it. 
It'd be rad. Like it'd be painted on like a on a band's van. Yeah, man. Like a yeah. Band. <laughs> yeah, man. Totally. Uh, my favourite reveal coming up of the weekend um, was, even though I did just say I don't play it, I will be buying it. Um, the Warhammer Underworlds Diachasm, the Crimson Court. So, oh yeah, definitely. For for those of you <laughs> that don't so cool. know, I have a three thousand point Age of Sigmar Manfred vampire army, um, and it's kind of a it's a death army. So, as all of you that play forty k know, same as Age of Sigmar is keyword based on how you build your armies. So you can go as granular as Manfred and do an army around him, or you can go really wide and do death and cover off whatever you want. You can have anything you like in it. I've gone more that route because there's so many things across the range that I like from the Nighthorn and from the Legions of Nagash book. Um, I I just wanted to be able to put whatever I wanted in it <laughs> without getting too siloed. Um, so I'm going to be buying these just to use as like his lieutenants, if you know what I mean. So I've got Manfred von Karstein flying around on a dread knight, like a massive dragon, essentially. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna get all these vampires and use them as just vampires on foot and put them throughout the army because they're just too nice to not have. They'll get rules as well. Yeah, cool. yeah, true. I think they all, get. All the I think they work as a unit. Um, uh, any any underworld stuff yeah. in game tend to move around on their own. But I love the idea of these being dotted throughout the army as singular, like captains essentially. So I can see I can see the one with the big mace, like following. A horde of skeletons or leading a horde of skeletons around just looks so cool but yeah big big fan only one i'm not sure on is the one with the wings which i think a lot of people did like i just thought his hair was a bit funky but it's a bit like a troll yeah <laughs> I, I just love the one with his hand up you know the one with his foot up on the rock i just think he looks picturesque vampire so yeah, yeah and like cool release. The paint job on these as well is like fucking incredible. Like, yeah. have, like heavy metal, whatever, really knocked the paint job out of these. Yeah, like, they do so amazing. Good. Pointy armor. Um, so yeah, the last bit was quite exciting actually. I've never played Warhammer Quest, but they've announced a new one called Cursed City, which um, I'm very keen to sink my teeth into more so than I was um, with Silver Tower or Blackstone Fortress. I've never been a big fan of board games like that, but. This one, I think, has instant purchase written all over it. Um, mm. That that uh, vampire hunter just looks unbelievable. Such a nice model. Yeah, this is this is my this is my cup of tea. This is like the Hellboy sort of style mm -hmm. of horror vampire, like mythology, like uh, grim fairy tale horror sort of stuff. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, that that gravekeeper looks like something out of Silent Hill. Yeah, or like it's like a Del Toro mm. thing. Yeah, it's, uh, this is like ace. It's just even that like video with like the artwork, with, like that scratchy artwork. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. They've knocked it out of the park completely with this. I can't wait to see more of it. And they were saying that on the video that for the baddies at, at least, that's you know that's not even the best bad guy in the box. So I can't wait to see what they've got. And again, I'm guessing this is all dead, judging by the fact it's coming out of the ground. Um, again, hopefully stuff I can just jam straight in my death army um, alongside all my Nighthorn and all of my skeletons. So just having this big conglomeration of stinky corpses. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, it's cool. So, yeah. I presume that must be linked to the Warhammer horror stories as well, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've not dabbled in any of that, and there are already books out. I've been meaning to. I've just not got around to it. Um, hopefully, because I know with Blackstone Fortress they did a tie-in book, so maybe they will with Curse City as well. Yeah, so I'm never really that interested in, as you say, like the Warhammer Quest, the Silver Tower, or the Blackstone Fortress, but... Um, as you say, it's just more stuff, like more stuff I have to like, think about. How I, it's cool, but am I ever going to play this? This is more stuff to put under my bed and not, not touch. <laughs> Get but, um, out of reach of your children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this, I mean, the models are so cool that it kind of, it's kind of forcing you to like, be like, well, well I want to play a game with this stuff because it's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I like it so much, I'd probably learn to play this one. Um, I think that's covered off the stuff from the weekend. So, yeah, I'm keen to hear what other people think. Um, did we gloss over the Lumen F too quickly? I think that's it, Jamie. Anything else you want to cover off before we call it a night? No, I said it's just, we're, we're very close. Well, not that close, but we're sort of close to 1,000 people on Instagram. I think we're almost at 900 competition or something. I don't know. And I guess from me, keen to hear um, back from listeners on sound quality is something that me and Jamie have been looking into um, my laptop died so just before Christmas Jamie we went to record and my, I went to switch my laptop on and it kind of coughed at me and then died so hence we haven't done anything for a while that laptop has seen through all of our recording so far so RIP but I am on a new swanky Mac now so hopefully it sounds a bit better keen to just get some raw feedback from people let us know what you think yeah we have a few we had a um... I think we got we got some guests lined up, some uh, some guests lined up, and also I know people. The merch always did really well, so I think there's um there's some merch, new merch in the yeah. In the so this year, me and Jamie have, have sort of set ourselves a few goals. We're going to hopefully get in your ears a bit more, get some other guests like you say, Jamie, into people's ear holes, and maybe dabble with something video related. We're not sure what that is yet, but let us know what you think if you've got this far into the episode. Keen to do some new stuff as well as what we're currently doing. I don't think we've decided on our next book that we're going to cover, but um, we'll let people know in due course. So maybe we can do a competition, uh, sorry, a voting thing, Jay. See what people think. Yeah, I think, yeah, we should um, get, get a yeah, definitely. I think we're voting, maybe even give away a book, the book. Like, we choose a book, we do it, and then we give away that book. To sell. Oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm just spitballing here. I'm, I feel like I promised stuff now to everyone. but um. <laughs> You're getting nothing, <laughs> listeners. Do people want to do more her- heresy? Always seems to go down well. Do people want to, like, maybe we could do another heresy book that's not the most um, popular? Maybe a book that actually people don't think is very good in the Horus Heresy. Maybe we just talk about that or something. So, Descent yeah, of Angels. Descent of Angels, one of the best, and people don't seem to like it. I oh, the um, Dark Angels one that's set like uh, years and years and years before. That's the first one or the second one? That's the first one, I think. Uh, yeah, Descent of Angels. I really like it, but a lot of people don't seem to. I wasn't a huge fan, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's it, Joe. I think good night. Yeah, cool. Cool. Thanks for listening. Um, we are The Great Rift, and you can find us on social medias, um, Instagram, uh, and I, I think that's it, actually, and Facebook. Go find us, and we'll be back soon. Uh, good night. Peace. Peace.